This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Um, well, Keith Andrews might just have stopped crying by now, um, or maybe not. Um, so we'll start with what we've just seen. 1-0 win. She, Callum Patterson. What a striker. Exactly. I, I've kept saying it. Keep the first. Stick with him. What do you think, Steve? Um, I think there's, there's been a lot of sort of negativity, haven't there, um, on social media tonight. When people say, <laughs> you know, you know we, we, over the we, last year, week. Yeah. But look, bottom line is we, we've defended better than they've attacked. And we took our chances, or our chance when we we we, we got it. So I don't, I don't see what the quarrel is. Um, we don't profess to be a world-beating side or anything like that. We know what we are at the minute, don't we? We know where we are. We know what the situation is. And I think um, Thompson over the last couple of games has has done really well to 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 get what he's got out of the the, the squad that we've had. I think um, we could all agree that. We, we, we've looked better and as, as well as we might have set up or not set up, we, we, we've set up relatively well um, since Pulis and, and definitely Monk. So I'm, I'm sitting here quite happy, 10, 10 from 12 tonight. Happy days. I have four minutes, that's it. Great, isn't it? We, we've just, I don't think a lot changed really. Like there's not, that be, it's not reinvented the wheel. Isn't there's nothing groundbreaking about what, Thompson has done. I think he's just gone back to just set it in neutral, pretty much. But Monk would probably, I don't know, just we just weren't getting results. Performances weren't good, but there weren't, except the, the three that we always keep saying about, they weren't always absolutely horrific. Under Pulis, they were horrific. I think that, that were clear and we were, too, we were too negative. I think Thompson has just said, just don't really think. Like I say, he's just put it in neutral. He's just said, go out and, and do what individually you know you can do. Do, you, do your jobs individually and we, we've, we've ground out two wins. I think de- defensively, I, I like what I see. You know, we've, we've, set, we, we've, we've put a team out tonight 
My God, uh, Tom Lees and Liam Palmer are our only recognised defenders tonight, and yet we've still set up with the way in in the way that we have. And all right, there's been a couple of times where it's been touch and go, but you know, six months ago under Monk, six weeks ago under Pulis, we are conceding goals there. Do you know what I mean? And I I, I just think bodies are on the line. I think players are playing for each other. I think we, we we've set up and we're digging in and, and defensively, I like what I see at the minute. Yeah, there were a couple, as you've mentioned, there were a couple of times in the first half where it was a bit touch and go, obviously, because Ian Richards has bounced one off, off the bar. We didn't defend that. Is great. he still playing football? Mm. Is he not 74? He's older than me. <laughs> he's just been around forever, hasn't he? But then I looked him up earlier. I can't remember how old he is. I don't think he's actually very old. Um, I think he's probably coming to the end, but not like mega. Um, and he was only 18 when he was the Coca-Cola kid. So that's why it feels so long. I don't remember that. Well, no. you won't. You'd have been the fetus, probably. Yeah. They put him mid-30s, wasn't it? It was a very odd competition, that, wasn't it? Yeah. If you remember it, Steve. I don't know what it was. Did you have to collect Coca-Cola? There was something. You had to do a lot of stuff with Coca-Cola, and then you won yeah. 500k yeah, for your club to buy a player. Yeah. They, they, they put money into a club. Was it Brighton? Yeah, he went to Brighton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, strange. Yeah. I just can't believe he's still around. Um, but on him, Liam Shaw marked him out of the game pretty well. Got man of the match, according to Crybaby Andrews. Um, <laughs> Steve, you mentioned off air, probably not your man of the match, but did, did all right. I think he's done all right. I don't. He's not a centre half, and there were a couple of times where he possibly out of position, didn't clear his lines as well as as he might have done, and you know, or headed it as as, as cleanly as he might have done. But you can't argue. Um, I think he did. He did well pre-season against Leicester, didn't he? Um, when, when we played there, and um, but he's, he's he's been doing really well in midfield, and it just. I think we we we've been talking on the group. I would have possibly, and I know it sounds daft talking about it because we, you know, he's, he's got a man of the match performance, got a clean sheet. But um, is there an argument that Palmer goes in at centre half and Penny comes in at left back to have a look at? I don't know. I don't know. Um, in the in the end, really, but... now it's worked out all right for us, hasn't it? Yeah, but... of course it has. Yeah, of course it has. Um, I think the the header off the bar in the first half. I think that would probably Liam Shaw getting caught. Yeah. Caught out a bit by Bradford being around the block and back, but to say he's he never really, he, I don't think he'd ever played at centre half before he's joined up with first team. Mm-hmm. His, his physicality is a, a big factor in that, but he's done well. He's, he, like you said, he's, he's had a good week, he's done really well. Um, took the goal well the other night because, you know, he, he made it look easier than it was, didn't he? Um, and to, to, to get a man of the match for it's in a clean sheet, what are you going to do? Happy mm. days. One for me that I thought could have got my... I know there were a few that, that did all right tonight. Kadeem Harris. He, oh, no. 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 I He's terrible. I'm sorry. He's my new Jordan Rhodes. He's got no end product whatsoever. He had one good ball tonight. Everything else, he either overran it or he fell over it or he handballed it out, which, all right, I'll give him that. 
other than that, Jesus Christ. I thought he got us out of some some dodgy situation yeah. like, just by dribbling it, which I think he has a couple of times in in last few weeks. I think I must watch a completely different player to everyone else. I, honestly, I agree. I agree. know I'm product because the, the the generally isn't with him, but. There were an instance in the first half where um, in, he, what were it? it when Re- Reach tried, it were Leon when Reach tried to, to yeah. another good run. I think it, that was a good run. But I think the thing with him is, is the outlet, isn't he? When we're defending, he's the furthest player forward, and it, it seemed to be more often than not tonight, it seemed to be Bannon to get the ball and just try and release it to him. Mm. He's getting the ball and he, he, it's just dead down and he runs. Uh, that's the problem, and I feel I, I do feel a little bit. There is no end product there, and he runs down blind alleys a lot. But you know, if, if he if he can get the ball and run it 20, 30 yards, and then either pick up a foul or it goes out of play, just gives us time to get up the field. Then then yeah. fair enough. We haven't got another one that can do that, have we? Really? No. no. So. I think there's a lot to be said for where he's playing, as in league position and club. I think if he did have an end product and he did have that extra bit of something yeah he wouldn't be at Sheffield Wednesday would he no. and we've had that before we had we had that with probably Alan we had that with JJ Antonio probably had the both and look what look where he is mm-hmm. so that's that's your levels really and another one that might be a bit of a controversial one with some people but Joey Pelopessi's done his job again yeah I'd agree with that he, he's done what he had to do yeah he's never gonna he's never going to be creative he's never gonna be as, as best player in any game but that what he's there to do is there to do what Luongo has been doing and to to be honest yeah we, of course we miss Luongo because of how good he is but like last couple of weeks I don't think I don't think Pelopes is being far below standards Luongo so he didn't get booked tonight either, did he? I don't think. He's <laughs> had a great game. <laughs> <laughs> what a game. Odebajo didn't either. It's like, it's a whole new leaf. Yeah. didn't book many tonight though, did I? He no, there was only a couple, weren't there? I didn't particularly like him, referee. But I did. I didn't last 30 seconds. Yeah, thanks for that, Ref. Didn't he give a goal kick to start with? Yeah, and then a- he went, all right, all right. You can have a corner. <laughs> I'll meet you halfway and give you a corner. <laughs> if that had gone in, I swear to God, but it would have still been lucky compared to a penalty, I guess. Yeah. Just looking well, to see. Moses if... played all right tonight. I thought Moses was steady. I thought he said Bowden then. I was like, God, no, he must be know. 74. <laughs> I, I'll give Odebajo some stick like everybody did after that. But since the high five, he's been in his top two or three best performers. He's so hot and cold, I think. He's one of those players that some games I watch him and I can really see how he's made it and how he's, you know, he's doing so well. And then some games I watch him and I think he's just, he almost sees a red mist sometimes, you know, like Sam Hutchinson used to do, a bit less violent than Sam Hutchinson and more clumsy. clumsy but yeah. it's just, it just seems to come over him sometimes. But if he doesn't have that moment in a game, he can yeah. be a great player. But it's just that risk, isn't it? It's like we always had with Hutch who obviously we won't be seeing again now by the sound of it. Who knows? Well, we'll get on to Chan Siri in a bit because he did. He has given us plenty to talk about with what he said yesterday. Um, I'm just trying to think anything else from tonight. Callum Patterson, again, that's two and two. 
four for four for the season so far. Now is leading goal scorer. Yeah. It just seems to be there at right time. Again tonight, it's a it's worst best goal you'll ever see. Yeah, well, I think that's the kind of player he is, though, isn't it? And actually, when you see it, it's actually a very good goal because he goes through four men and a keeper, like yeah. with like a really sloppy header. Yeah, he's put in only place he could have possibly put it for it to go in. And that's that's talent. Like that is something that you know I, I wouldn't have seen many other players do that. <laughs> that's talent. We're surprised. <laughs> Bloody Ellie can score a goal. That utility player. And you were just about to be taken off as well for your favourite player, Vic. I know. And Steve said we all felt so sorry for him as well when he had to put his shirt back on and trudge back up the stands. I thought, oh, bless him. But then he came on and he did not all. Yeah, it cut to him though, didn't it? And he's, he's he's gone back up and he's sat in the stand and he's like, almost like that. And he's like, what have I got to do? But at least he were at least he were ready to come on and not taking his ears. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who are you talking about, Ben? I don't know. I don't know. We'll move on. Has something happened tonight, Ben? Have you have you been Billy Sharp's wife? <laughs> possibly, possibly. But I were right, so it doesn't matter. Um, why, were, why were you right then? It, <sighs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's simple discipline for me, but I know, I know it's it's such a little 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 thing to. And they were only a split second. If Cameron had gone to him, I wouldn't have seen it and I wouldn't have said anything. But when Windass has gone off and you're down to 10 men, surely you've got to be ready. Championship. Surely you'd take your earrings out in the changing room. Exactly. Not a fashion show, is it? It's like. And I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it's these little things that like people have said, the other, we've got far bigger problems than other Badger high five in somebody. We've got far bigger problems than than Kachunga, than Kachunga not coming on for another minute, two minutes, because he's taking his earrings out. But they're all little things that contribute to an attitude that, as teams at bottom of, at bottom of the league, you, you think of your best teams historically, and managers, Ferguson, that just wouldn't have happened. Because you hear Gary Neville now as a as a pundit, as a commentator. And if people aren't ready to come on, usually like like you said, Steve, it, it's shin pads. Players warming up without shin and sat on bench without the shin pads on. Yeah, that annoys me. And Gary Neville will always go mad because of how disciplined Ferguson were at Manu. And that's why they won so many titles. And I know it's it's different levels, but he's still a professional footballer on a few grand a week. Just be ready. And like like you said, Vic, it's it's not a. It's like PE, isn't it? You won't go you won't go out to PE with your earrings in and your necklace on. Exactly. You have your wedding ring strapped up. Or chewing. Oh, oh chewing. no, not allowed that in Steve's class. But anyway, I've. It is little things, but it's almost like we've reached that point in our relationship yet again with Sheffield Wednesday, when even their breathing annoys you. Like, when you get to that point in a relationship and you're laying next to them in bed and you just think, I could smother you tonight and I wouldn't feel any guilt whatsoever. And even little things like, he's not even taking his fucking earrings out. I've been there so many times. You wouldn't have seen that with the 20... His wife is watching this and she's probably going, yep. You you wouldn't have seen that with the 2015 16 team. Just text me. She can't say that's what I'd smother you. (laughs) 
you wouldn't have seen that with the team that we had that went up out of League One with Megson. You, you wouldn't have seen earrings in Megson's team for a start, would you? No. Anyway, we'll 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 move up. We'll look ahead to the next two because they're both winnable. We've got obviously the exit game in the FA Cup now to come. Is that the next game? It is, isn't it? Yeah, a week, a week tomorrow. Um, just put put the put kids out. We don't. We, well, we 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 don't need an FA Cup. It's 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 not even like you think. Let's beat Exeter and get Liverpool away or Everton away. City, not City, because we've we've been there. Man, you away because we can't go. So what's the point? Yeah, I feel about it. It's just it's just a distraction. We don't need this year. That actually reminds me. I was thinking the other day, like before the like the absolute meltdown that has been this week, and then the couple of wins that have come about. I was thinking, I, the one thing that I hate, and it's so humbling, but it's so sad at the same time, is when if you end up in League One, and every player they interview for every club in League One goes on about how they can't wait to go to a ground like Hillsborough and play against a team. And I was just sat there, I thought, oh no, not again. I don't want to be like the token away game. I, it's just, oh, come it's given- on. The last week, despite the meltdown and views on Chancery and and Minor Cleary, the last week on the pitch, let's just think on the pitch, it's given us a bit of hope that we, we, because before that, I was struggling to see a way out. It just on the pitch. I know long term off it, we've got problems, we know that, but (laughs) on it, we've taken 10 points from four games. You know, three wins and a draw. We're scoring goals. We're, we've we've shored up the defence to an extent. Um, I know it doesn't seem like a long. Uh, well, it it seems longer than it actually was. But you know that Forest and Odebadju situation that seems ages ago now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we're in we're, we're in good nick relative in relative terms at the moment. And I'm really pleased with the last four games. To be honest with you, um, when when we're not. And I know the joke is it's playoff form and what have you, but we're you know we're we're not a playoff side, we're not a promotion winning side or anything like that. We know that, we know we've got problems on, on and off the pitch. But if we can take ten points from um, the teams that we've taken the points from with the side that we've got and the squad that we've got, then it, it all points to to positivity. And yeah. with the stuff off the pitch as well, that was never going to help, was it? No, exactly. And so after Exeter, as we've said, we we have got a couple of. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Again, big games. We can... Uh, is it Coventry away first? Coventry away, Wickham at home? I don't know. Yeah, it, I think it, it is. Yeah. I think it's Coventry away first. <laughs> you, you've got to... At four points, really... You can't be. You don't want to lose either. Even if it's only two points, it's not the end of the world. But you just don't want to lose either of them. For me, and if we can, if we can pick another six points up, then it justifies what we've done in the last three or four. Yeah. What do you think about you know keeping the manager as it is for the time being for those two games, three games? There's... I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't no. be mad at it at all. Um, 
I think it's it's pretty clear now that, there, that there's no big game plan, is there? There, there? there was no sort of ulterior motive for getting rid of Pulis. It's not like he had somebody lined up because I think if that had been the case, we'd have been hearing about it now and it doesn't seem to be anything on the horizon. Um, Thompson knows the club. He's got momentum on his side. He's, he's, he's getting a tune out of the, the, the squad that we've got. So why would we want to rock the boat, really? Mm, I agree with that. I just think, what if we then go and lose to Coventry and then lose to Wickham? Then we say we're back We're back to square one, aren't we? It's like, it, it's all right keeping Neil Thompson in well, while it's going well. Are we then going to think we need to appoint someone straight away if we go and lose to Coventry? Of course, the, the majority of people would say that. Of course they would, but I'll, I'll throw it back to you then. Um, who would you have in? Realistically, who could we get? And who would you <laughs> have in? Yeah. You know? How many coaching badges have you got, Steve? Like, <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Can you throw your hat in? Matthew, don't speak too soon. Um. I'd, I'd do better than Saul Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a a bad feeling, really. I, my initial feeling that it is bad that it's going to be that Thorsten Fink. Thorsten Fink. Yeah. He seems to be. Yoss. Uh, quite possibly. And the, there's there's rumours that he's turned out Schalke job in Germany because he wants an, a job in England and. Schalke probably only club in Europe at the moment that off the pitch are in a worse state than us. Yeah. I could see it being him, personally. And but whether that's the only going to... The thing is, if he, if he chooses to go down that route now, you know, in, in the situation we are at the moment, we're going to get somebody who's going to walk into a club that's been sold to him by somebody like Chancery and or his advisors that he's going to say, you can have this, that and the other. He's going to come in and go, right, I want a budget. I want to be able to sign this player. I want to run training like that. I want to do the other, you know. And that's the thing, isn't it? With, with, with Thompson, if there are, some of these rumours are to be believed that, you know, the, the club off the pitch is in the situation that it's in, then stick with somebody who knows what's going on and he's managing to, to keep things on a level playing field. Yeah. I think at the moment it's it's kind of, do we bring in another Yoss? Do we bring in, and hope he's not, and hope he's a Carlos? Or do we do we stick with what we know? You know, we've tried the traditional British manager that we all have gone on and on and on about for so long. And one shaft a dozen went back up to Newcastle. One didn't know his arse from his elbow. And one we've had six weeks, so it's we've like tried, we've tried every avenue pretty much now, haven't we? Whatever we do now, we're gonna have probably tried it before. And before on Sky, they had before the game, they had the next manager odds. So these may change now, but Gus Poyet favourite at eleven to ten. But wait, but wait for other names because I'd rather. Oh, have no. the, Thorsten Fink after that eleven to four. Jose Marais, eight to one. Fatai Teke? The Turkish guy. I don't know, I've never heard of him. He's um, Istanbul or some, somewhere he's been managing out there, I think. He's ten to one. <laughs> Paco Jemez. Jemez? Emez? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Twelve to one, and Paul Cook is also twelve to one. 
Oh, Paul Cook's just never going to go away, is it? It's going to be like Ben Marsh and Jordan Rhodes all over again. That said, I have put two pound on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can, with him, like Stevie said, for me, the person that comes in is is going to be a foreigner that probably probably doesn't know what's been happening to to the degree that somebody like Paul Cook would. That's you know, see, sees news headlines, sees what, what reports are coming out with us, because you heard what Danny Cowley said. Well, yeah. uh, before the game, uh, David Prutton asked him, is he considering throwing his hat in for Wednesday job? And he said that he had spoke to Wednesday at the time they were leaving Lincoln. So it were with the, when there were rumours about it, when Gary Monk joined instead. Um but he said you want time to, to try and be successful and you need to be aligned with the people that you're working for. So that for, for like any English manager, that's yeah. going to be part of your thoughts. So I can only see it being a, a Thorsten Fink or somebody we've never heard of that, that has had the club sold to him by Chancier and, and his advisors. Someone's just pointed out on Facebook, Richard Murphy, and it's been going on the rounds on Twitter a bit as well, is if Carlos came back, if he would have a point to prove. Well, at this stage, with other names that are being thrown in, I'd snap your hand off. Yeah, same. I don't... I'd I'd always say never go back, but at the moment, um, I take it. Because I don't think we get relegated. I don't think we get relegated under Carlos. I think Carlos had a style of playing, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure that we've got the squad that would. No, that's true. They've all gone, haven't they? You know what I mean? Um, he, he, he likes his Forest Aries. He likes his Ross Wallaces. He likes his Kieran Lees. We haven't got those players anymore. Um, we haven't got anybody that can replicate that. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. Um, the Paul Cook one, I was never really enamoured with, but he's, he's somebody who's done it at the bottom end without a budget. And the reality is that's that's what we're dealing with at the moment. So is he pro- probably the most suitable person for the job if we were going to get somebody in? Um, maybe. I don't know. So, well, we're getting on to, to matters higher up at the club. <laughs> Do we have to? You know, it's no other bugger wanted to come on tonight, did they? Yeah. But they've all been like that all day. Yeah, not <laughs> Let's stop. talk about Chan Siri. Out. Would you just set up his sky and then he says, oh, no, I've gone out now. Yeah, bollocks. <laughs> the press conference. We'll, um, we'll try and go through it in some sort of order. So the first half an hour was about Tony Pulis. Yeah. <laughs> Scathing attack. Um, I don't really know what to make of, of the Pulis stuff, to be honest. I don't, it, it's difficult until you, um, or unless you ever hear from the, the, the other side of it, you, you're hearing one bloke having a rant. Yeah. Saying, I've done this and I've given him that and I've shown him the other. And um, without without Pulis' rebuttal, it's, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I can believe it. That I, I believe Transhearing, as much as him saying... It was Pulis that, that were the problem with the communication. But to be fair to Pulis, a couple of weeks ago, he come out and said, I haven't had a meeting with him yet, but that is my fault. And he did admit that. 
he did admit as much. And he'd only been in charge 45 days, as we all know. And during that time, we've had a game every two or three days, which I know a meeting with your chairman should be up, up there on your priority list, but he has been a bit pushed for time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also said he never texts back, didn't he? He he literally ghosted Dave Punk on series. As Stevie says, we, we, the truth's going to be somewhere in the middle of what John Siri and Pulis are saying, and until Pulis say, but if if John Siri's telling the truth, Pulis will probably come out and say it. The, the, the only the only thing that not annoys me. The only the only thing I would say to it all is that. Chancery and Pulis are intimating that there was an issue between them two. And for me, I don't see how that would affect things on the pitch, if that makes sense. Surely the issue is between Pulis and the squad and Pulis in the way that we've set up and how Pulis has brought people in um, to, to work alongside him to try and get something out the side. And that's not me suddenly doing a 180 and slating the bloke because I've been very vocal about this. I never wanted Pulis, but... When you, you you know the, the the romantic sort of appointment of somebody like a Pearson or somebody like getting Carlos back or something something like that where you think we're all of a sudden we're going to chuck a load of money at it and uh, that we can't do obviously um, Pulis on paper was probably a sound appointment he's a a, a whelming appointment I wasn't overwhelmed mm. certainly weren't overwhelmed by it um, but for for well. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally wound. <laughs> um, but but you know that that's it. Um, but he hasn't done the job on the training pitch for whatever reason. Um, the results weren't good enough to 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 get seven points from thirty, whatever it was. That wasn't good enough, and he should have been better than that for me. Uh, it felt like Pulis come in and sort of said to players, "You're rubbish. We've got to play this way." You can't express yourselves. You've got, you've got to be rigid like this. You've got to stay structured like this. You can't attack. We've got to hit to Montbray, where I think in, in, just from outside looking in, he may have said that a bit too much. Because mm. you look at it now, and Neil Thompson's just, so, as I said, said before, put in neutral and said, you, you know your strengths, you know how good you are as individuals, and just go and do your job. Like, not f- fill the players' heads with ideas that the rubbish which there were under Pulis but it seemed to be to me that it were probably telling them there were because he was just being honest and Chancery come out and said he did there was a phrase he used about how Pulis treated the players whether that's that that's along those lines but I don't know it one of them weeks isn't it it's just it's getting to the point now that I have and I said this the other night to obviously our phones went mental as soon as the announcement was made about Pulis and you know because I sit there ringing up Radio Sheffield and everyone else begging to be on and I said to, I spoke to Radio Sheffield and I said to Howie Pressman, like, I'm sick of him ringing me just to talk about negative shit at Sheffield Wednesday. I like Howie. I don't want to sit and just moan all the time. And that's all I seem to do. And it just feels a bit, 
I just think everything's been so stagnant now for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it's like a piece of rotting fruit in a drawer, isn't it? There's just, it doesn't seem to be a way of refreshing anything at the time being. It just seems to be like, you just hope it's not disappeared by the morning. That's it. It's a really a bad analogy, but it's true. It's just, there's nothing, nothing seems to be changing. I think that, the, the thing that makes it worse is that we were so close as well, you know, getting to where we got and these these ideas that we can suddenly sign £5 million players and we can pay £40,000. But we couldn't, could we? We know well, that now, we couldn't. With hindsight, we couldn't, but we lived in the moment, didn't we? Um, it, it, it was almost like that Wolves model of shit or bust because mm. Wolves would have been in exactly the same situation if they'd have not gone up when they, they, they got up. We gambled, it didn't work. They gambled, it's worked. And look at them now. Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Why the, We could argue about the what's, why's and wherefores around it. Were, were they being run by somebody who knew better and knew how to do it better than Chan Siri? Obviously so. Um, but It's not a difficult task. Well, <laughs> you have your opinions on that. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It, 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 it sounds daft to get out of the relegation zone tonight to have 10 points from 12 um, with what we've got is it, it's nice to have that feeling you know we're, we're, we're all doom and gloom aren't we at the minute because we're Wednesday nights but it's nice to have a feeling of there's something to be positive about and I'm not going to not going to say it too loudly but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next six games because I think at least four of them are, are winnable games where we can go in there and think we're going to be competitive can I play devil's advocate here? Because Ash isn't here and no one's seen his rants in our group chat for the last week, just slating us for having any sort of opinion whatsoever. Did Carl, did Chan Siri make the right decision? Get rid of Pulis. When it happened, what happened? Was it the right thing to do? Yeah. Yes, possibly. But it's a... But it's... I can't say well done, Chan Siri, best things in sliced bread, because it was a problem he created. Yeah. And he's to to come out and say is I've made a mistake, fine. But you keep it was the way he said it though, wasn't it? it? This is what I said. It was it was the way he said it. It wasn't, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, hands up, uh, I really fucked up there. It was, well, I made a mistake by picking that knobhead. It wasn't, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like an appoint an apology like to the fans i'm really sorry i messed up there i messed up a little bit i'll sort it out i'll bring someone else in it was more like well i can't believe i fell for him and uh, like like i'm saying i can't say well done because to say what he what he said in the press conference that he didn't appoint him before because he didn't like his style of play but then appointed him because purely said he could change now, if you knew anything about foot, I mean anything, Pulis cannot change. He, he mm. cannot change. So why 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 be so doubtful to appoint somebody and then I'm, appoint them? I'm not convinced. <laughs> Richard Murphy on Facebook. We've had a few people saying like it's the right decision. And Richard Murphy, is this like your dad, Ben? Because he's been very nice about you. No. Um, he said, Ben, spot on there. It's like farting in a room and getting praised for spraying air freshener. And yeah, Adam Bishop, sincere is the right is the right word. That's what I mean. Yeah, it didn't seem very sincere. It just, it really felt like 
by apologising, he was getting one extra dig in rather than apologising for making a mistake. It wasn't the most professional press conference, was it really, from the chair? Does that surprise you? No. I, I, um, I just felt like coming out of it, I'm, I'm not sure that he... I would wonder, I know this sounds stupid, so bear with me, but why has he sacked him? Has he sacked him for the results? Has he sacked him for the performances? Or has he sacked him because he can't get on with him off the pitch? Probably. He's hardly spoken to him off the pitch, has he? Well, and this is it. And what's led to that? You know, why? Has Pulis come in here and gone, come, come here and gone, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, wave a magic wand because I'm Tony Pulis and I've got this track record and I'll never get relegated and I'm going to do this and that. Uh, and I'm going to get a nice payday for it, and then realise that the club's in an absolute hole, <laughs> and gone, shit, I can't do this, or is it, I'm going to keep persevering, I'm going to try, I'm going to get it right, and uh, chancery has gone, do you know what, you're not for me because these results aren't right. And, I think, again, devil's advocate, I've never said I'm a massive chancery supporter, or otherwise, I've been quite neutral as best as I can be, especially considering recently, However, if I started a new job and someone took a punt on me in a new job and I've been out of work for a bit, someone took a risk, took me on, and I didn't respond to a text in six weeks from my supposed line manager, I don't think I'd have lasted six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Surely that's, that's, that's not professional. If that is what's happened, would you, it's not right. Would you have joined the company that wasn't, Paying the players. Uh, well, paying no, of course I won't. But there's, I said... a there's a lot going on, isn't there? Like that. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get on to to uh, other. You know, there was an article. It was a Telegraph, wasn't it? I think I shared one on on our group chat that Derby are, are in a similar situation now, aren't they? And they've not paid their players. And I know that he comes on and he, he's he, he's spoken about the COVID situation being a factor in that, but surely. Big clubs uh, sort of syndrome here. Yeah. Surely we are pulling in more money than other clubs are. And I know that our our outlay on salaries and so forth might be a little bit bigger, and we've got a we might have a a, a larger sort of employee uh, base. But um, it can't just be us in Derby. No, it, um, but but on that we we haven't paid, or supposedly we have now, as far as we're aware, we we have the players have been paid in full. But they hadn't been. However, I completely forgot what I was going to say. What were I going to say? Um, it's all right to not pay your players. Basically. No. <laughs> what was I going to say? It's gone. Someone, someone dig me out. I think it's. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Um, you know, we should have a bit more income coming in, but even regardless of that, there's there's not a lot. Right, right. No, we, back. we haven't paid the the players. However, we've compensated Gary Monk, however much, to sack yeah. him, and now done the same with Pulis. So we we've got that money to do that. But I add up. I don't know. Is is that because we can't? Can we, is it a, a, an FFP profit and sustainability situation? I don't know. Well, he, no he idea. sort of hint at the fact that he can't promise that we aren't going to break that again, which was, again, a bit worrying. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. 
what was what was the comment he made about um oh, he, he said something around that that just made me it absolutely made my blood boil that um we're about he, he couldn't guarantee that that the that the players wouldn't be not paid again mm. in full and that we wouldn't he couldn't guarantee that we wouldn't break FFP again yeah it's it's worrying it is worrying um I think it's worrying for a lot of clubs. I think that a lot of clubs are probably in a very similar situation um, and are struggling to get by. Someone's just said Millwall are losing 200k a week. You know, it's it's a scary time for a lot of clubs, for a lot of businesses. And the fact that I think it says a lot about this country and the economic state of this country in that football was a massive priority during this pandemic it shows how much money relies on football and the fact that you know we we opened clubs and we let in 10 people and then we've shut them again and everything else and the amount of work that must be going on behind the scenes to even organize social distance seating the ballots all of that sort of thing it means you can't even lay off sort of administration staff because they need to do that bit in order to get the games ahead so it's kind of, it's just a vicious circle. And as much as, you know, we've said before, our players, they earn so much money. Well, that's that's the job. That's what they've signed a contract for. I'm sorry. If I, if my boss didn't pay me tomorrow, which I'm, you know, um, and then I said, well, and they said, well, we pay you good money. You can cope for a bit. I said, no, I can't. Like, it don't matter what you pay me. I've signed that contract. That's my salary. So, but I think we're not going to be the only club in this situation by a mile. And they'll, we won't be the only club this year that won't pay players on time. Yeah, I would hope that he's prioritising staff on time. Mm, um, just looking over at Facebook, just on that, Vic, Adam Bishop said, I think it's an amalgamation of things, not giving a, a war chest for... I think this is more about Pulis, why Pulis has acted as he has. Uh, not being given a war chest for January window, players not being paid, injuries, not getting results in style of football... And the and the and that's like what it is with like my views towards Chancery that it, it's not that it's not just a sack and a Pulis. It's it's not just appointing Tony Pulis. Just in you know in isolation sacking Pulis. Yeah, it, it's probably right, but he's done it after forty five days after making a terrible appointment. It's an amalgamation of all the things he's done over the last four years. And it, it, it's and there was something on somebody put on Twitter last night about defending Chancery, which everyone has their, their opinion. And, it, and he said, who, "Who doesn't make mistakes?" Like, which I, I can I can grant that, or if it's just three or four mistakes, but it, it's it, there's be like the list that that you read out Vic on this last live podcast. There's probably well, how many, about twenty different things that you three, could three pages, yeah. It's, it's not been good, has it? I think you can't just keep passing it off as just another mistake, which I I, I probably did up until this with Pulis. I think I'm I'm so fickle when it comes to Sheffield Wednesday, and I think that's why it's such a it's such an abusive, unhealthy relationship. Because every time, like, they'll pull it out of the bag, six points in the last few days, and I'm absolutely head over heels again. And Chancery, you know, oh, I'll let him off. And I, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong about the whole thing. But for me, because I've wanted to be, 
I've wanted to stay away from politics and football for a long time. Um, and it's unfortunately, as much as you try and avoid it at the moment, it's rammed in your throat. There's nothing you can do everywhere you look. It's about chancery. It's about profit and loss. It's, and I've always been quite, I think since the devil days of Dave Allen, which name of yours. Um, <laughs> I think it's just, I just wanted to stay away from it, but I can't. And so therefore I almost, I kind of flounce back to the non-politic side as soon as we get three points. Yeah. And I shouldn't do, but I kind of feel a bit helpless anyway, and there's enough shit going on at the moment. I mean, you, you, like, everyone on the on our podcast knows how positive I was at the start of the season, despite Ash telling me <laughs> that. Um, I was I really positive, and I'll always try and be positive. But you cannot just keep turning a blind eye to to Chancery and how he's running the club. And as you've said, Vic, just after another three, we get a win, we get two wins, and oh, it's all right. He's, he's ploughed a load of money in, and he's he's ploughed more money in than anybody ever has. As you said, you can't just keep going on like that. To be to be fair to Ash, from one mistake to another. To be, to be fair to Ash, he, he, he makes an excellent point when he bangs on about what, what people say on social media. You know, mm. um, we won, when was the other game? Was it two days ago, three days ago? We won the other night. Um, nobody says a word about Chancery or Pulis. We've won tonight. Chancery, you, you'll not be hearing anybody negative tonight uh, towards Chancery on social media. I, I can do it if you want. <laughs> like, but, it's there if, if it's ingrained and it's deep and you want it, you, you've got a real sort of axe to grind, then you're going to do it, aren't you? But you know, the the like Vic said earlier on, as, as football fans, we're so fickle. If we'd have lost tonight, it'd have been Chan Series' fault. Mm -hmm. You know, it would have been Pulis's fault. It'd have been Gary Monk's fault. It'd have been Lukai's fault. Uh, we should have never got rid of Kieran Lee and Sam Hutchinson. Kieran Westwood should have been playing in goal. Um, the, the, there's issues around Forestieri. Why, you know, why did we ever get rid of him and this, that, and the other? And but the reality is, all of these things have happened, um, and we are where we are now. To an extent, it had to happen. Um, our issue when we go back and, and start talking about the fact that we're, we're where we are, one of our biggest issues is that we didn't recycle that squad quickly enough and we held on to players for far too long and we gave people inflated and bloated contracts. Um, and I, I think I've said it before, if not, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. We should have never assigned Jordan Rhodes. And I know that sounds like a bit of a, a stupid rant because everybody goes, oh, Jordan Rhodes. But we, he was a signing we needed two years before we signed him. You know, um, and that just points to bad business from my point of view. Um, so, well, let's try and move on to a couple other things from the press conference. Um, he did try; he did blame the fans a little bit and said that, w that other people aren't going to come and invest in the club and and even buy the club because of. Um, negativity on social media people aren't going to invest in the club because it's 260 million pounds down the shitter it's staring league one in the face and it doesn't own its own ground it's nothing to do with steve the pits more owl or whatever tweeting that he hates chancery it's oh. what a load of shit. <laughs> honestly 
The only graffiti outside bloody Southstand is Monk out. <laughs> yeah, it were that, yeah. Wasn't even chance here. Um, a load of shit. I'm sorry. What does it's... he pay for the sponsorship of the shirts? Has that ever come out? Well, no, but you see, that's the thing. He, he, he's saying that he'll welcome, <laughs> he'll welcome yeah. sponsors, invest- he'll welcome people investing and buy the, but, he do, but when asked how much, he wouldn't tell anybody because it's going to be bloody extortionate. That's why That's why we've got Chancery plastered across North Dan. That's why we've got Chancery plastered across shirt. Well, it's not the only reason, is it? The normal stamp thing is nothing. That's just that's just a vanity thing, isn't it? Well, that's narcissism at its very finest, but in corporate world, isn't it? Uh, is because who else is going to... Only sponsor we've had in the last four, four or five years on shirt has been that Chinese betting thing. Right against... Uh, Villarreal, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Chinese <laughs> betting that's not allowed in China. <laughs> they've gone bust now. They've gone bust that all they could afford. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, it's just I mean, bring back the days when you'd have you'd have like local companies, like we'd have the ASD Lighting Cop, who ironically have followed the best commercial director we've ever had to Rotherham and now sponsor everything they do. Like something went very, very wrong when the commercial side at Sheffield Wednesday went wrong, and that fell apart when Steve Copley left, who went to Rotherham. And you can see that with the way that Rotherham has suddenly got all of its shit in order with a like a ground and everything else and sponsors. And we're just sat here without a ground, without any sponsors. Like, and I hate to put it all on his shoulders, but if he could just come back, that'd be nice. <laughs> it's all his fault. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Coakley. <laughs> he, um, he did talk a bit about the refunds as well. Not had mine. Not had mine. I think W must be at the end of the list, Ben. Yeah. My friend who's an I surname, he's got his, and my friend who's a B surname has got his. My friend who's a V surname hasn't got his. At that, at that point, that's when we have that conversation about being customers rather than supporters, don't we, as well? Um, I think that's uh, and then he, 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 the phrase pretty much criticised the fans for acting like customers rather than fans and supporters. Well, when you've got the most expensive season tickets, when you've got the most expensive pay-on-the-gate prices in the league, which we're finding in the first year or two when we were up there and and you can justify paying those prices, but you can't justify paying that for for mid-table, lower mid-table scrapping against relegation. Fans are going to act like customers. The gunner moan, the gunner be negative. What, what what does he actually expect? He could fan base could be a lot worse than ours with what he's been doing, with what he charges. I said it the other night, um, when we were all having a bit of a rant, and even Ash agreed with me, was that Mr. Chancery doesn't seem to have a grasp on what money is in sort of the real world. So I earn an all right salary, I've got a house, I live nearby, you know, I've gone to the football club for 30 odd years. I am not going to pay 1500 quid for a plaque on my seat that says I've done so. There's no, no way on earth am I ever going to do that. But then that makes me the bad person for challenging him on his other investments. It's my fault that I 
probably could have afforded to if I, you know, didn't want to replace a boiler or an oven or a carpet at any point. But it's my fault that I didn't support him. But actually, over the year, I spend £600 on a season ticket, probably 150 quid on shirts and shite from the club shop. Then there's always a panic buy before my dad's birthday and my cousin's birthday and Christmas, where easily another 500 quid probably goes on those sort of things. You've got a £5 hot dog if I've got a hangover. And if you that's, can get one in time. Yeah. You know, and it adds up to well over that plaque amount. And yet I'm a bad person for not buying that plaque. I don't support the club. But there are people who earn triple what I earn and still... 1500 quid for a piece of metal on back of your chair it's not a good deal and I think you know even if he offered us a 10-year season ticket at 1500 quid which would never happen still people are going to think about what that amount of money means to them and it's all relative like I'd worry if I bought one of those whether I'd be seeing my money again quite frankly well yeah and I just Thing, you know, we Mr. Chancery has come in and he is a multi-billionaire, you know, whether he's made it himself or not, you know, that begs, to, that begs to be argued. But he's come in and the level of money that he sees going out to most of his staff, because let's be honest, he probably doesn't deal with people on irregular sort of wages. He he's seeing people like Adam Reach, who's earning my double my yearly salary a month. Double, more than. And that to him is a salary. That's what people earn. And yeah, it's, it's it, not, you know, people don't have that sort of money. 1,500 quid is a car to most families in Sheffield. To most yeah. families across the UK is not, you know, but until he grasps what money is and how a fiver to me means a damn sight more than a fiver to him in, in a ratio, Denver. I don't mean that he's got no value of it, but... It's the understanding that people don't have that sort of money and you can't blame people for not having that sort of money. It's the same sort of thing when he's saying that he understands what it means to Wednesday nights following the club. He's a when He loves Sheffield Wednesday. He, he leads blue and white, whatever he said. And, and some people have, have said that that's true. But in the same way you said that, Vic, that he, he, he can't understand what money means to to people like or the, the people that follow the club he can't possibly understand the love for Sheffield Wednesday that people have because he's come in as a however old he were when he bought the club what in his 40s late 40s you cannot even begin to to grasp what it means to people in four or five years when you come in in your late 40s he, he, he hasn't been there at, it sounds ridiculous, but he hasn't been there at Macclesfield away in FA Cup third round. He, he's not travelled up and down the country. And I'm not saying it's his fault, it's not, but he cannot it's even, say... And it's me. not even that, though, is it? It's, you know, we, we, we don't love Sheffield Wednesday because we were there at Macclesfield. No. Or anything like that. We, we, we love Sheffield Wednesday because once upon a time, somebody took us to the ground. Yeah. You know, we 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 got, like. You can't. I, I had a conversation with with my wife earlier on, and she's like, "Does Olivia really support Sheffield Wednesday?" I said, "If if you go and ask Olivia who she supports, she'll say Sheffield Wednesday." And why does she do it? Because she gets up on a Saturday, 
she puts her shirt on, she puts her hat on, she gets in the car with me, we go down, meet a mate at Kellum, we'll have a couple of beers, we'll have a we'll, we'll park up, we'll have a wander down Penniston, we'll pick her up at McDonald's, she's got a bag on her back. Sounds like a right we'll, day out, Steve, can I but, come with yeah, you next time? You know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll go to the ground, we'll get there at five to three, because she, you know, she's not bothered about any, oh, quarter to three, so she can go and see Ozzy Al, she'll get a photo taken with him. She'll get a shirt signed, whatever else. She'll sit in the stand. It'll go five past three. She'll go, why is that man in green and everybody else is in blue and white? Because he's goalkeeper. Why has that man got a different colour? What's that man with the flag doing? She's six years old. She don't give a shit about the football. By quarter to four, she's had enough. She wants the chips at half time. She wants to sit down. Um, and then I give her an iPad at six years old. Do you know what I mean? And then she'll sit second half. I'll be sitting there. And this, this happened. And I'll tell you when this happened. This has happened at Blackburn. It happened against Cardiff. It happened against Hull. It happened against... Uh, Poor Olivia, uh, I feel like a card's are not these, these are the games that are getting her into it. So, so she's got no memory of us. You know, she, she won't remember us beating Bournemouth or she won't remember us being in the Premier League or anything like that. But what she will remember is that her dad picked her up on that Saturday, got her all this stuff, chucked all that money at her, gave her a treat and she spends Saturday with me. And that happens now. That's why I love the club. It's got nothing to do with, you know, the, well, I can't say it's got nothing to do with that, but for, for him to come out, and I'm, I feel really passionately about this, for him to come out and go, I love the club, it's my club, this, that, and the other, bollocks, absolute nonsense. It's a plaything. It's a toy. It means nothing to him. He doesn't understand. When he makes the decisions that he's made, when he puts his name on the, sponsor, uh, on the shirt as a sponsor, when he changes the badge willy-nilly, when he puts his name on the North Stand instead of having SWFC, if you love the club, you're not going to have Changsiri on North Stand. Fact. It's not going to happen. If you love the club, you're going to go out there and you're going to find a sponsor that is going to back up the club and it's going to support the club to the extent that he will. And that is out there and that's doable. That's an absolute fact because nobody's telling me that he's chucking all this money and we can't find a sponsor to put a name on a shirt that's bigger than, that, that, that's going to get us more money in the club than him. And if Why haven't we had Thai Union Foods on the shirt? Why has it been his name? And, but, but that's, anything. That's, Stevie, what you've said, it, it just proves the point because that is what Wednesday fans do on the Saturday. That's but, why you love the club. What Chancery does is get a private jet. Whether he, he gets a flight from Thailand, he comes, he gets chauffeured to the ground, he has probably a nice three-course meal before the game. He goes, meets his director friends, his advisors, his you know his well, wealthy wealthy friends, and sits in the director's box in the south stand. N not particularly in and around <sighs> those lads that have been dragged up when the cop was still standing and have now got their own families and are bringing their families and they work however many hours a, a, a week in crap jobs to suddenly come and spend what how much if you're not a season ticket holder i think it's about 42 quid on the south 33 pounds is the average price on the cop there you go 33 pound who's got 33 pounds to spend in covid times to go and watch this shit if, if you love the club, you wouldn't do that to those people that also love the club. Exactly. Well, it's like even a season ticket. I think looking through that list that I read out the other night, the average season ticket on the COP went up from 350 quid, I think it was for an adult, to about 450 over the space of two years. That 150 pounds for a lot of people on that COP on, on any of the grounds, you know, that increase over two years is possibly an extra week's work. Yeah. 
that uh, that uh, is what he's asking of people. It's not just 150 quid that you've got lying about down back at sofa. It's another week's work. And you know what? It's like to go back to the the you know the plaque situation and the the, the ten year season ticket and then everything else. It's all frigging pie in the sky, get rich quick scheme ideas that he's he's not thinking about you, Vic. He's not thinking about you, Ben. He's not thinking about me because we're you know we're all in different circumstances. We're all different ages. We've all got different backgrounds. Um, but but for us, we're 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 either working and trying to keep a house running. We're either at university and you know. Trying to trying to get our, find our way. We we've got a family to support. It's it's all stuff that we've got to do. And then he got, comes out and goes, "Here, this much money for a ten year season ticket. Here, have, you, have a have a plaque on the back of your seat. Fifteen um, hundred pounds plus six hundred plus." If I look at what I spend over the average year, or oh, granted, my parents bought my season ticket this year, which was a great investment, evidently. Um, but if I look at that and I look at shirts and away tickets and everything else that I invest directly into football so I'm not talking about trains or beers or anything like that that's easily over a month's wages yeah plus that plaque yeah. am I going to go and sit in my office for another 40 hours a week for four weeks 160 hours to pay for a piece of metal on the back of my chair that I have sat in for 32 years might as well put no, on your I'm the bad guy. My fault. Sauce. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I feel impassioned about it because I care about the club. And, I, you know, we, we, we're talking about his, his brief. I think he even called it, was it a briefing that he called it rather than a press conference? You know, what, what, was, what was he trying to achieve? What was the point in what he was going to do? He didn't anything. Really? What, what did he want? What did he want out of it? Did he want? Did he want to come out and go right? I've sacked Pulis. Um, I've made a mistake. I've sacked Pulis, um, and you're all going to thank me for getting rid of the person that you know we were all really negative about. And look at all this money I've chucked at the club, and look at everything I'm going to continue to try and do. Great stuff. Thank you much. Thanks. But the timing of it didn't didn't make any sense to me. Why do it when he did it? You know, um, the, the the notion that. We, we were ever going to get anything that's going to be beneficial about that hour and a half, two hours. What? He's not said anything that he hasn't said time after time after time. I've not come up. We, 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 obviously we, we were following different threads, weren't we? And we were talking about it, but I, th there was nothing that he revealed yesterday that made me think, oh, or the day before, made me think, oh, I've missed something here. I didn't realise that that was the situation that was going on. In two months time, we'll do it again. And he'll say exactly the same thing. You know, he'll, he'll probably be have just sacked his sixth manager in 19 months or whatever it's going to be. Pointless. It, it, to get our back up. We, we, we keep wanting him to come out and give us a plan that he's going to go forward with. The problem is he hasn't got one. No. Because I mean, he came forward with a plan that said, we're going to go down probably this year. However, we're going to recoup, we're going to do this, we're going to sell this, we're going to... You know, and actually looked at something strategically rather than just rather than oh, say, well, taxes will What can we sell? We can't sell out. <laughs> We've got nothing. He's literally mismanaged us to the point where we haven't even got a ground to sell anymore. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'll say it. I, I said it's not it even got any gnomes in stock, Steve. <laughs> 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 We've got elephants. 
<laughs> yeah, a cake. <laughs> yeah, there's still like a 10-ton cake ball floating yeah. around the South Stand. I think that we're lucky that the league's a poor league, and I don't think we're going to go down. I think we'll just about be right, but we'll not stay up because of him. No. I think we'll stay up in spite of him. I, I really do believe that. Um, he's, he's, mismanaged, he's mismanaged the club to, to the point where we, you know, yeah, we've had the point deduction. Um, we're, we're, we're operating, and he, we're, we're the poorest ritual in the world, aren't we? Because he's got all this money, he, he can't use it because he's not managed it properly. Any other business, any other organisation at this point, way before this point, but at this point will be sat down with a director who, a financial director, commercial director, a strategic director like group who would say, right, this is the plan that is the worst case scenario. So this is if we get another deduction of points, if they know stuff that could happen due to not paying people, these are all the things that could happen, in which case that feeds through this funnel and equals League One, insolvency, blah, 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 blah. And you look at that and you go, so this is how we challenge that. Or you look at best case scenario is that for some reason, Callum Patterson starts scoring and we end up in the playoffs. And then you go, right, and this is that plan and that plan and that plan. But at the moment, there's just, there's nothing on paper that we know of that's all that's been asked of him to say what the plan is. I I think what we were probably hoping for yesterday with the news of, what we heard a couple of days ago that this Eric Alonso had joined as an advisor, and we we're thinking possibly this bloke knows a bit more about what he's he's doing. Maybe he's gonna get all the Chancery and, and tell him what actually needs to be done a bit more. And then Chancery comes out yesterday morning and says, No, he's been working with me for about a year. Why has this only just come up? So he can't be any better than what we've already got. He's also removed shareholder from his Instagram profile. Yeah. He got shareholder. Instagram, Sheffield Wednesday. I find out everything through Instagram. I've kept looking. Why have we never heard of him before? I know. Which again. All of a sudden he's got this level of profile. All of a sudden he's an advisor, whatever it is that he is. Where's he been for last year? What, what was he doing when, when we, we put Monk in, when we decided to get rid of Monk, when we decided that we were going to get rid of, uh, or we were going to allegedly offer Fletcher what we, we offered him and, you know, we, we, we couldn't retain Morgan Fox. Where was it, where was the, you know, where was he then? If he was I, there, then he, he shouldn't really be around much longer, should he? I just, I just keep looking at Thorsten Fink's Instagram waiting for App to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for the last four days. That's if if anyone wants to keep tabs on it for us, then, and then that's his uh, official Instagram. Well, this has been lovely. Ten points from twelve, though. Ten points from twelve is very, very good. You made the right decision to sack Tony Pulis when he did. I'm not. I'm on dry January and I can't even speak. But. I think it's the way you went about it. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> On the pitch, we, we can be positive for now, can't we? It is looking up a little bit, but we, we, we can't just keep turning a blind eye to do, what's happening. Do you, think, do you think there's any likelihood of any decent business in January? Do you, do you see us doing out? Not I really. think the manager's your priority. Yeah. Uh, and hold it on to people if you can. The, yeah. the, did did Chancery not come out and say that there the may be a couple of loan signings that go? 
and we'll get a couple more in. So he's, he's, I think he said that yesterday or, or the day before. Yeah, aren't the two he mentioned ones that have been on sick bed since the join? It was Flint and somebody else, wasn't it? Marriott. Yeah, Marriott. What's happening? We don't even know what's happening with Marriott. I'm not even that bothered about it. He'll have set up a new podcast, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> Marriott can go back for me. I, I won't care if I never saw the bloke again, to be honest with you. But then, wind wind. Ask, how's Windass going to be? Sold. <laughs> <laughs> with, his, with his magical injury. Yeah, it's just a funny time. I think we've just got to wait and see what happens. Is that it? We're going to leave it there? I think we've... Think we've so. put... There was a stat tonight, wasn't there, about Jordan Rhodes made his 500th yeah. club appearance. Um, that. What was it? He scored more goals... At Hillsborough against Wednesday, yeah. and what he has for is he, he he's second to only Aguero in 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 goal scoring over a period of time, isn't he? That is mental, isn't it? Sergio Aguero, Jordan Rose, like Barry Bannon all over again. And we brought Kachunga on before him tonight and started Patterson. <laughs> Just another day in Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. Good night. <laughs> the Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.